Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's Red Friday. Let's go, Ned. And what kind of a shirt do I have on? Not red. It is not red. It is totally the opposite. (laughs) What is the opposite of red? Well, actually, the opposite of white is black. <laughs> I don't know what the opposite of red is. I don't either. Maybe, maybe black as one. <laughs> or white. <laughs> either way. Uh, Chiefs take on the Bills in a Sunday afternoon game. You know it's going to be a battle. Both sides are really, really, really good. And the Kansas City Chiefs, last time I checked, were bat- or they were the, the three-point underdogs in this thing at home. So you know that's going to piss them off going into this game. Unconscionable. Chiefs need to be the favorite, and I think the Chiefs win this one. Well, I've been asked the question on a number of occasions, why Why isn't this a Sunday night game? And uh, that, that's a very good question. Why is it not? Why is it late Sunday afternoon? Well, doing a little research, you find out they're apparently, and I, I'm guessing this because I can't find any specific note to it, but there is no rule about the number of times a team can play on Sunday night. But the NFL tries to be very fair to everybody, and the Chiefs have already been there. Okay, secondly, and we'll be there two more times. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's just it. They have, yeah. they have more games scheduled. Secondly, the networks early in the year when the schedule comes out have their choice. And NBC, of course, has the Sunday night game. So they say, hey, we'd like this one, this one, this one. And they're picking out what they feel are the marquee games. Now, it is possible, it is possible that a game could be flexed. Even though it's fairly early in the season, but it's very rare that it happens weeks five to ten. It can happen, but it's pretty rare. So NBC said, hey, do you want, no, 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 no. We're staying with Philadelphia-Dallas. That's a marquee matchup that we want because it has two major markets in it. Philadelphia and Dallas, huge. So the as a result, the Kansas City-Buffalo game, they are not major markets in, in the world of TV. They'll play the late Sunday afternoon. The key, and I find this to be a very interesting factor, is the late Sunday afternoon games have better ratings than the Sunday night games. Oh, yeah, I guarantee you And that you is obviously do. because they're night. It's not interfering with anybody's sleep schedule. So this is pretty good. I think it'll work out well. You'll get home at a reasonable hour. Yeah, I won't be dead dead. I'm going to be dead, but I won't be, <laughs> I won't be Sunday night football dead. But, yeah, uh, I'm excited. First game of the season for me because uh, the last two were on a Thursday and a Monday. I couldn't pull those, but uh, you definitely bet your butt I'm going to be there for the Buffalo game. And, uh, you know, how many times has it been in a row that the Chiefs and the Bills have played at Arrowhead? It's, it's a bunch of them. I, I can't give you a specific number, but it's a little misleading. The NFL has a rule, and the rule and the scheduling rule, that if, and it's a rotation basis for two years, the number one team in the West plays the number one team in the East, it's a rotation. And the rotation has the number one team in the West being the host team. Well, that's the way it figured out at the start of the year. Way it figured out the start of last year as well. Now, interestingly enough, the Bills and the Chiefs are scheduled to play again next year in the regular season. Right now, that game is scheduled to be in Kansas City. But that's not with the understanding that if number one, if they're both numbers one at the end of the year, that might change. If it does change, games in Buffalo. So we'll see. 
Uh, the fact of the matter remains that part of that is also the playoffs, and they don't figure into this. Yeah, and, and if that's it, a higher seated team that yeah, gets and, on there. And anyone complaining, like, we're always in Kansas City, it's because our teams have been higher seated than yours, and you have to that's come exactly into Kansas right. City. So, as a result, it's a little bit misleading that Buffalo's always played there, but that's why this game coming up on Sunday is so very critical. Because if Buffalo can win this one and maintain their schedule, and the Chiefs, who knows what might happen, don't get the top seed and a playoff game happens, Buffalo is where it would be. But that's a long way off. Yeah, it is a long way off. We need to win this week. Focus on the Bills and get that dub. All right, so hockey season opened on Wednesday. Had some games last night, but the Blues don't open their season until tomorrow night in St. Louis. They do indeed. St. Louis will take the ice against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Took a look at the rating systems and so forth, and of course, you would have to understand that the top team in the National Hockey League is the Colorado Avalanche. They are the reigning Stanley Cup champions, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning are second. They're perennially there. And then you have several other teams. New York Rangers are listed third. The Blues are in that top ten grouping, but they're not listed as a number one. We'll see. Uh, But it's the Blues in Columbus to open things up. It's a long season, folks. A lot can happen. And, uh, well, by the time the weather is nice and warm again next spring, we'll be having a Stanley Cup. Ned's already trying to figure out how he can go to sleep until uh, next (laughs) April. Call me Rip Van Reynolds. (laughs) Rip Van Reynolds. So uh, I know you weren't sleeping yesterday when the baseball playoffs were happening. Tell me what went down. Well, there's only one game played. There were to have been two in the American League, but the game with the Cleveland well, it's, it's it's a challenge. Guardians? Call them the Indians, <laughs> but they are the Cleveland Guardians and the New York Yankees. was rained out in New York. They had a lot of rain back then. Still are, as a matter of fact, but they are going to try to play it at noontime today. That will game, be a game two of their series, so they won't get a day off. The other game was played. That was the game between Houston and Seattle, and the Seattle Mariners are pretty good, but Houston now has a two-games-to-none lead. Final uh, score on that one was 4-2. to two. The Astros won it. And Jordan Alvarez, who played down here with the Corpus Christi Hooks in the Texas League just a couple of years ago, continues to be a Mr. October for the Astros. Hit another two-run homer yesterday. Had one in the previous game against the Mariners. This guy can really play. He's a nice ball player. Was down here in the Texas League. And he's continuing that in the major leagues. Now that series moves to Seattle. Game three is tomorrow. If the Astros win, that series is all over. This is a best of five, so three wins would get it. If they play again Sunday and there's a game four, well, right right next door, those stadiums abut each other. Mm -hmm. They're right there. The Seattle Seahawks are going to be playing the Arizona Cardinals. And I think we talked about this yesterday, but they've agreed to adjust the times if that happens. The Mariners get first choice, and they'll play an hour earlier than they had planned, and the Seahawks will move their game back to two hours later than planned. So there's a mutual correlation between the two of them. Maybe it won't happen, but we'll wait and see. Well, a lot can still happen in the playoffs. It changes every single day. So uh, in your opinion, what are your favorite two college uh, football games tomorrow? There are there are several of them. Now, neither Missouri nor Missouri State is playing, but there are two really top marquee games. One is the Tennessee-Alabama game. They're playing in Knoxville, home, of course, of the University of Tennessee. And Nayland Stadium on the campus of the University of Tennessee and right on the banks of the Tennessee River is one of the biggest in the world. It's about 107,000 fans is what they can get in there. Now they call it 103 or 104, but they can jam as many as they want in there. 
and it is massive. It's a huge place, and it is loud. And that's where Alabama goes to play a Tennessee team that is ranked number six. Alabama is ranked number three. This is a great matchup. Alabama is a very slight favorite, and I say very slight. It's a touchdown. Wait a minute. How do you make the tie the touchdown favorite over the home team? Oh, my. And the home team's number six? Well, I'm a little surprised at that one, but Alabama-Tennessee is one. The other one is out in Salt Lake City, and that matches. That's a Pac-12 game between Southern Cal, which is having a great year, and Utah, which is having a great year. Playing on the home field of the Utes in Salt Lake City, that'll be a really top-notch collision. Then just down the road in Provo, which is probably about 40 miles south of Salt Lake City, Brigham Young is playing at home, and they are playing the Razorbacks tomorrow. Arkansas, Brigham Young. It doesn't, when you look at it, that does, wait a minute, what are they doing playing Brigham Young going out? Where, this is Arkansas, Southeastern Conference. Well, it's one they scheduled a number of years ago. I believe Missouri is going to play BYU next year. I believe, I know that Brigham Young's on the schedule, but also Brigham Young's coming into the uh, Big 12. Mm-hmm. So they're getting their schedule Acclimated. ready. And uh, <laughs> indeed, they're going to get ready for trips to the Midwest. Yeah. And it'll be ooh, very interesting change for the uh, the uh, team out in Provo, they called the BYU Cougars. Well, while your team uh, is taking it off uh, this weekend, watch another one because there's a plenty of great college football over the weekend. I do want to tell you that my team, my alma mater, played on TV last night. Yeah, how'd, how'd they do? Not well. Is that why you came in? It? I thought it was because it was cold this morning. I thought, well, that's I thought you were spl- smashing fists because you, it was cold, not because your team lost. Well, now that makes about sense. 10 minutes is all I could take of my team playing Central Florida last night in the final score. Temple did score 13. Central Florida scored 70. Holy no moly. <laughs> we might want to call them Rip Van Reynolds. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Chiefs, again, taking on the Bills. They're the three-point underdog on Sunday. It's a 325 start, which means I'll be up at Arrowhead listening to my favorite pre-game show, Ned Reynolds, Joe Weston, B-Team. Ned Talk starts at 1. It does indeed. That's how the schedule's going to work. It'll be the Ozarks pre-game show, which is euphemistically known as Ned Talk, probably because Ned does... All the talking. All the talking. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> the, the, the rest of those guys are very sharp individuals and have really pointed comments, not just on the Chiefs, but on the sports scene in general. We run from 1 to 2 on the Cave, 104.7, then the Chiefs Network pregame show takes over. That's two to three. Then the game. And the game will be about 325 is when they'll kick it off. And it'll be a dandy. Sure, as I'm sitting here, Ned, you have a wonderful weekend. And go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.